Hello, everyone. This is your host, Mel Wallace, and we'd like to welcome you to another episode of Start, Run, Grow. This is where we talk about a range of topics to help entrepreneurs or budding entrepreneurs and startups to set and achieve their entrepreneurial goals. Because we understand that a strong and successful small business will build a strong and successful community. And strong communities builds a strong nation. So let's get started to help you reach the next level of success in your small business. Let's start, run, and grow together. Hey guys, this is your host, Mel Wallace. We want to thank you for listening to another powerful episode of Start, Run, Grow. And today we want to continue our discussion of e-commerce smart briefs. Uh, we are in a five series or five episode series of impactful information that will cover kind of soup to nuts on how to get your website going and how to actually launch it so that you can sell your products, goods or services online. Now, last week we've talked about um, planning your first website. Okay, but today we want to cover the requirements for building a website. We want to cover, in this smart brief, we want to cover requirements for building a website. Now, once you've done enough research, okay, to describe kind of the features and functionalities you want uh, in your website, you want to make a list of all the things that you want your website to have, right? Which ones you should have uh, and which ones you have to have to make your website the way you want it to be, right? So I would suggest that you make a list of the features, make a list of the things that you basically can't live without on your website. Now, once you put this list together, um, the next thing that you want to be able to do is, is to call up at least or interview, this is what I would like to say, interview five or six web designers, literally, right? You can find this information on, on the internet, uh, maybe in your local community. Um, there are people that advertise as, you know, as web designers or marketing firms that provide web designing services. However you get there, make an appointment with each of them and then ask them for basically a quote for services, right? Now, in 99% in of the time, there's no charge for the first meeting. But the neat thing about this is that you'll be amazed how much you can learn from this process, okay? You want to interview them to make sure that they are a good fit for your website development process. Now, you want to be able to carefully evaluate their skills, you know, their uh, sense of design, you know, if they have an eye, you know, for the design. But more importantly, you know, what's their costs and what's your budget, right, to, to actually get this website off the ground? Look at the sites that they've already developed. Okay, now remember, this is an interview. You're interviewing them to do work for you and not the other way around, right? Look at their company website. Does it make sense? You know, is it something that you as a customer um, would feel comfortable with or would approve of if you were trying to do business with them online? And at last point here, I, I think it's important. Ask for other customer references. OK, now 
once you've got a, a, a price range, you know, from the website design professional, whoever it may be, maybe it's a, a consultant, maybe it's an actual firm, but whoever you decide to go with, you should consider these uh, less costly, I would say, e-commerce options. Now, you've gotten the numbers from folks that actually do this for a living, but you can also uh, look at these options as well. Number one, buying an off-the-shelf system. Now, there are many off-the-shelf packages available. There's many services. I think I mentioned last time, you can go to GoDaddy, for example, is one of the services that I've personally used in the past. I'm not endorsing them, but it is a service that uh, I did find personally useful, you know, in me building my own website, right? And it does save you a lot of money. There's no question about it. But it does take a little bit, just a little bit, not a much. You don't have to be a, a, a programmer in Python or anything like that, uh, you know, to to understand how to put the website together. But you got to be a little, little tech savvy. You know, you want to be able to understand a little bit of this, what's going on behind the scenes, right? But remember this, as we said before in the last episode, you always want to allow for growth. Okay. Um, you don't want to hobble your web business, you know, at the beginning. In other words, you don't want to start off already behind the curve. So you want to buy some type of program or have some type of service platform you can use that allows you to grow your web presence. Now, the other point uh, is we, you know, look at the requirements for building a website is selling through an e-commerce host, selling through an e-commerce host. Now, what does this mean, Mel? Now, this is an easy and inexpensive way to sell online, okay? You simply register with the host site, choose a template, you know, and upload your product information into the site. That's basically what it is. Now, your ISP, your internet service provider, may even offer some type of e-commerce packet. So you have to check in your local community who you currently have internet services with. Check to see if they have some type of small business program uh, you know, that, that offers these type services to small and micro business. Now, of course, you know, you usually pay uh, for greater convenience, you know, by and by giving up certain amounts of functionality and flexibility and the ability to have a really unique brand identity. OK, uh, but still, these sites can be a great way to get your toe in the water, so to speak. You know, and in many of them, uh, many of these sites, they do offer upgrades when, you know, you are ready to grow uh, your business. OK, and, and as I mentioned, you know, again, GoDaddy is one of the sites that I've used. Um, there's another one that's been around forever called FastSpring, FastSpring.com. Again, I'm not endorsing these groups, uh, but I'm just giving you some names you can, can look at. Um, but even, you know, from a more, uh, um, in, in Wix, Wix, W-I-X is another one I think a lot of people have used in the past. Um, but even more of a basic method of, of hosting, uh, hosted rather, selling is to sign up with online marketers, uh, eBay, for example. Amazon has something you can sign up and sell your products uh, through Amazon. Etsy uh, is another one where you can sell your products on their website uh, directly. So again, this is just another way to look at it where you sell direct through an e-commerce host. And the third point here is selling through an online retailer and distributor, okay? And that's kind of what I just mentioned, more so on the Amazon side of things. Um, they have a program for small businesses. You have to go online and Google this information, but they do have a program where they basically help manage the entire process from manufacturing, if you're manufacturing products, all the way uh, to delivery, where the product's being hosted on their site and it's being sold directly to their customer base. Um, and all you have to do is make sure that the products get to, you know, to their uh, local um, or the regional um, warehouse facility. But 
you know, there's there may be an, a, an established online store or distributor, for example, that will be willing to carry your product. OK, think about the people that are right there in your local community. Maybe you live near um, a large metropolitan city. Um, but again, you can start these type relationships with these different organizations and they could sell your products, goods or services directly through their website. Right um, now, it's important, you know, uh, to consider that uh, you want to be able to understand the sites that you're partnering with. You want to understand their traffic. Okay, you want to understand how many eyeballs they get, you know, on a daily, hourly, uh, monthly basis, right? And what's their reputation in, in the in the market? Okay, and, and what tools it provides for differentiating your product, you know, from the competitor's brand? You know, what are some of the payment terms? And, and another thing to consider too is that you know which business will be responsible, you know, for order fulfillment, you know. An after-sales service. Will it be you or will it be them? And this goes back to what I alluded to a second ago. Uh, Amazon has this program where you're actually selling your product through the online retailer. But again, as always, uh, ma'am, as always, sir, please make sure you do uh, your due diligence to make sure you cover all bases there. Now, as you continue this kind of thought of, of requirements to build a website, the word or the term site architecture site architecture. Now, you may uh, actually hear this when you go and interview uh, the different web designers. They may talk about site architecture. So, key thing about site architecture is exactly what it sounds like. Just like if you're building a house, you have to have an architect to design the home before you actually can, you know, can build it. it has to meet code and all those kind of things, right? So, no matter who's going to build your website, all right. You need to uh, kind of plot out how many pages it'll have, uh, how they'll look, you know, what information, you know, will they offer. So there's a couple of points I just want to share with you here in the site architecture standpoint. There's four points we want to cover real quickly. Um, number one is the information architecture, right? The information architecture. So the information architecture means it's the first step, uh, kind of a blueprint of your site. It should show you how your pages will look in relationship one to another and the type of content of each of the pages, you know, and how these things will interact with the customer. Okay. So that's very important. So the second one, and when we talk about site architecture is page architecture, page architecture. Okay. Now, once you've drawn up the chart of some sort, once you write this out, you know, how you want your, um, your information architecture to look. Now you're talking about your page architecture. You want to be able to put some type of chart together that helps you to decide which elements will appear on each page. In other words, will you have a navigation bar? Will your company name and company logo appear on each page? Okay. And the other point is how does this information relate to each other and how will they work with the rest of your site? So that's considered page architecture. Content creation, all right, is the next stage, if you will, in this process. And this is where you've decided, you know, of course, you know, on the organization, uh, um, you know, for the site, you've decided the design elements. Um, let me back up. You decide on how your site will be organized. That's probably a better way to say that. 
And then you've decided on what are some of the design elements, which colors will you use, you know, what's uh, the format of your website. Now you can talk about and start working on the content. Now, usually the content's probably, I would say, the hardest part because the other stuff is just kind of the wrapping on the package in a way. But the content, this is what would include, for example, the text, the images, you know, if you're going to have animations on this, uh, video of some sort, sound, you know, whatever you need to have on your website to put your business and communicate your brand. That's considered the content. And the last point uh, in your site architecture process is the actual interactivity, right? How will users interact with your site? Will they fill out a form? Will they click on a, a, a checkbox um, to get, you know, shipping costs, for example? You know, will they search your catalog? Will they look through and, and actually be able to buy, um, say that you're a, a clothier, right? You're able to sell, um, I don't know, men's shirts on your website. Can they click on the shirt that they choose and pick out the size? You know, will they have some type of access to a database that runs in the background? Again, I don't want to get too technical on all this, but these are just some of the things that you have to consider when we talk about the interactivity or, you know, of your website with your actual customer. Now, each of these, of course, these features that we just mentioned requires careful planning and they must be detailed thoroughly, right? And this is why it's important to have someone that actually has done this before, particularly when you get into an e-commerce type environment. You know, you wanna be able to describe the features and what happens when the customer uses them. And this all plays into the whole customer experience, all right? So again, we want to thank you for being part of another SRG Smart Brief. And again, we can't do this without you, the listener, right? Check us out on our website at www.startrungrowpodcast.com. If you want to get in touch with us, give us a drop us an email at info at startrungrowpodcast.com. You can find us on all major platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. But what's most important here is that you subscribe and not just subscribe for yourself. You keep all the information for yourself, but share this with other entrepreneurs, share this with your friends, share this with other people that are considering uh, starting or maybe they're already in small business world, so to speak. Right. So again, until next time, always keep moving forward. We want to say thanks to our sponsors, Exilium Community Development Corporation. But most importantly, we want to say thank you to you, our listener. We appreciate you hanging out with us today. And remember, this is the place where we can talk about the most relevant terms as it relates to small and micro businesses. But we also want to share information, gain information, and inspire each other. Please visit our website at startrungrowpodcast.com to subscribe. SRG family, remember, your current situation does not determine your future success. Again, I'm your host, Mel Wallace, and we can't wait to strategize with you next time. Until then, thanks.